Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering season 11, episode 20, and Fraser makes three. Is this the episode where the Duke menage tries? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, the three amigos are at it again. Also with us just... Oh boy. Also with us today, uh, our invited attendee, Bradley Kirkston. Thank you. I think, you know, Kurt, Curtis, I would like to be upgraded to guest star, but the fact that Ryan just called me uh, an amigo really meant a lot to me. So thank you, Ryan, for making me feel as a part of the family. Brad's an amigo. I don't know who this Bradley character is. There's no Brad's in this podcast. My name is Bradley Kirkston. No one ever calls me Brad. Okay. Well... Before we get into the episode we're here to discuss, I have a question. The, the, the theme of this episode was very much about uh, Fraser Crane trying to uh, get with a woman who already has a boyfriend. And so I want to know from you guys, have you ever had a situation like this? Have you ever been in a thruple or uh, been in a situation where you were trying to pursue somebody that uh, was already in a relationship? So I'm, I mean, I'm not a monster of a human, but I did, when I met my wife, she was with her ex now ex-boyfriend. So, you know, a little bit of chicanery, but not much. She ended up breaking up with him like right before we started hanging out. So not really a, a, a thruple situation. And Brad, what about you? Yeah, so I'm the opposite. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want Brad's all kinds of crazy. What about you, Curtis? <laughs> uh <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy Fraser laugh. That's a good sign. Bye. I, uh, so this is all going to be edited so awkwardly. I was planning on just um, shaming Brad at the end. Um, yeah, I was going to say, of course, do, I have. you can still do that. <laughs> um, I've really been thinking about this. I, I'm trying to think if there was um, a situation uh, like that, but honestly, I cannot think of. Well, I, you know, the closest I would say. Okay, here's here's the story I can tell. Uh, while I was uh, dating uh, a guy. Uh, uh, for a while, we were at a, attending a wedding, and there was a guy there who was very into me. And it was very clear that he thought I was the cat's pajamas. And so he, um, I said to the guy I was seeing, I said, this will be funny. And I go to the, the, the man who was infatuated with me, and I said, do you want to have a threesome with us? And he got very serious and was like, okay. And then I laughed and then went about my business. And uh, wait, later that I'm, night. You, hold up. <laughs> you, do it, you did this as a defensive maneuver or you did this just for the laughs? What was the thinking when you said this? When I came up with the idea, I thought it would be funny. Um, and then it kind of was. Uh, but then he very much wanted to do it. And uh, we were not actually going to do it. But I. Um, Does that make it funnier or less funny? Well, um, the, the funniest part was probably that later he like was trying to show me a picture of himself without a shirt on. Oh, as no. Like, <laughs> as like, like here, I, I've got my credentials. Um, and uh, uh, in hindsight, like he was actually more attractive than the person I was seeing. And I probably should have uh, gone with it. Um, but I, I, I was I was feeling monogamous at the time and didn't actually want to do that. Also, frankly, it was a family wedding and there was no way to like 
engage in like I was going back to my parents' house after that. There was no way for it not to be awkward if I tried to do anything with this guy. Well, you could have went back to his place. Well, he was staying in like a, a hotel with other friends. Perfect. That's way better than your parents' house. Yeah. Well, I my parent I was I was literally my parents were my ride. If I was like, by the way, I'm going <laughs> with this random guy. It would there was just no way for it not to be weird. No, you just say, oh, you know what, parents? I found a ride. I'll meet up. There's an after party. Okay. Don't Brad, worry. This is a, Brad. This is supposed <laughs> to be your segment. Please talk. No, about it. Is, I, I didn't realize you were you're such a deviant. This is this is great because we went from a story where you know Ryan didn't look too bad. Curtis was not so bad. I do not look good in this story. Um, this is not like Brad shining moment story. So at the place I work at, I met this preschool teacher. I thought she was really cool. She was attractive. She was older than me. I tend to date older girls. Wink, wink, wink. Um, and uh, um, what is that wink? What is that wink, wink, wink? Do not do that. I only date older girls, so um, wink, you wink, wink. Don't do that. <laughs> you wouldn't crazy. You wouldn't crazy, Brad. Um, so, so she she was a very nice girl. We'll, we'll call her woman. I guess she was four years older than me. She's a woman. Um, we'll oh, call. I thought, you wanted, I thought you wanted to call her name, woman. No, no. The, we we will call her. <laughs> we, we will call her Miss Barry. Miss Barry, for the sake of the show. Um, it turns out Miss Barry feels close. Isn't that too close to home? Why don't we just call yes. her woman? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Barry was dating uh, a guy who happened to also work with us. He was a lifeguard. Um, we'll call him Bike. Bike and Miss Barry. Um, oh boy. Uh, codenames are my specialty. <laughs> woman sounded bad. Then you throw a bike. <laughs> and so this this is will begin. This begins the you know Brad's a terrible person part. Um, on a little kid's playground, surrounded by little children, I told her that I like her, even though she had a boyfriend. Why did um, you do th- what? Uh, <laughs> it just felt like the right moment. Um, this that close to your wink, wink, wink is this is a problem. And the problem is the the thing she said to me, which nobody, even if even if they're single, should ever say this to Bradley because it's just going to start something. She goes, "Well, you know, there's clearly a there's cr- clearly a spark between the two of us." And I was like, oh, cool. So then we made out in her car while her uh, boyfriend was lifeguarding. That was a fun time. Oh, that's not nice. That's not good. He's trying to save lives. The phrase we were making out in a car while her boyfriend was lifeguarding really makes it sound like this is something that happened when you were like 16. And you were not, which is very disturbing. I was 23 at the time. Um, But wait, the story only gets worse. So she decided to tell her boyfriend, not about the making out part, I still don't think he knows about that part, but that she had feelings for me. And he went and told all the other... Why? Uh, he went and told... I know, right? He went and told all the other lifeguards. And one day I was in line at our cafe getting food. <laughs> and that's all like, the lifeguards... That's like some, that's like some Grease storyline. He yeah. told all the lifeguards and all the lifeguards and, were mad at me. And yet all the lifeguards were being mean to me. And I said to my buddy, I said, why are they all being mean to me? And my friend goes, seriously, like you can't figure it out? Like, of, co- of course, that's why they're mean to you. Wait, what, 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 what happens when lifeguards are mad at you? They just uh, let just you like, drown? Like, yeah. They're just like, they, they were like, bump you into the pool. They were like eyeing me up. Yeah, it was like weird. Did they tell was, you to stop running when you're just walking slowly? Yeah, they just like, I think they bumped me in line. I think they pushed me out of the line. It, it got dramatic. But 
so then, then whatever I told, I, this was, I don't even know if you guys know this part. I think you probably do. I went down and I gave her a candy bar one day and she's like, and she's like, you know, she's like, I really have feelings for you. And so again, pretty much in front of her whole class, I said to her, Hey, I need you to choose me and your boyfriend. What are you doing? Um, um, she she did she did choose her boyfriend. I actually called Curtis that night because I was so mad about the whole entire situation. Um, Why did a, you tell? Wait, can you slow down? Why did you tell her in class? Why couldn't you wait till after her class? Okay, so one thing that we have not talked about on the podcast, but Ryan and Curtis both know this about me, is I'm known to be a little bit of a hothead sometimes. So when I get in the moment, or I'm right, a hothead. <laughs> no, no, I did not. Hothead. I, I tend to overreact to things sometimes and maybe go a little crazy. What were you reacting to? The lifeguards being mean to you? No, that she told me that she's not sure if she was three with uh, me or her boyfriend. And I was like, I can't play these games. Did she, did she tell you that in the classroom scenario when you gave oh, her the candy bar? Correct. For some reason, I'm trying to make her not seem like a terrible person as well. But she Every, is. Everyone in this story is a terrible person. Uh, and yeah. it takes place in the 50s, I think, if I'm following all the beats. So, so whatever. A couple months go by. Um, so, whatever. She, she it turns out to be pregnant, and she tells me in a really dramatic way. It was impossible for so many reasons. It, it could we not know, actually We know that it was in front of her class. It was not. It was. Well, actually, yeah, it was. What am I saying? It oh was my, in front oh of her class. Oh, my God. What? Uh, <laughs> And so then I made a really mean comment to her and uh, she got really mad at me. Did it talk to me for a couple of years? I mean, you don't already look good. What was the mean comment? I asked her if she drugged me and stole my sperm. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why would you ask anyone that? Yeah, but you know. Especially if, it was, if there's any chance it was true. Wrong person out, ask. It, it turns out, you know. She's not with her boyfriend anymore. We hung out last summer, but that's never going to happen again. And what was the results of the tests? Of the tests? Yeah. Paternity uh, tests? Oh, the paternity yeah. tests. Um, even though some of my colleagues don't believe me, I, I promise. Yeah, were I'm you confused not... because all of this takes place in a classroom? So did you think I meant the actual kids' tests? Uh, <laughs> um, but Miss Barry and, and Bike are no longer together. I'm just going to throw this out there. You didn't have to give them the name Bike. You could just... Could have just kept saying the lifeguard. <laughs> that could be that could be edited out in post. No, oh, that that almost all of this is getting edited out in post, but that stays in. I think uh, I think we've tested the patience of our audience long enough. Should we talk about this episode of Frasier? Yes, please. I didn't think Frasier would be a palate cleanser. Let's go. <laughs> we open in Cafe Nervosa where the Duke is nervously planning to win Charlotte's heart by besting her boyfriend, Frank. He makes dinner plans with her after snooping through her purse. Meanwhile, Roz is dating a felon. Yeah, how do you guys feel about them starting in Nervosa now two episodes in a row? Because the, la- the episode before this, what are your thoughts on that? This is not an interesting topic. What are you talking about? Oh, did you guys think that was interesting? I thought it was kind of interesting. Not even slightly. They have four sets. <laughs> We well, have a one get, in they, four chance of them being up, set in Nervosa. We um, picked up a bonus set this time. Yeah, we did. Um, but if we if if we get to four episodes in a row, I'll buy you all drinks. Those Great. start in Nervosa. Perfect. Oh. Did that count for our audience as well? Yes. Sure. 
Anyone um, listening? I really thought the whole time watching the scene is Frazier really likes sugar. He used a lot of sugar. Oh, I didn't notice that. But every, like, how are you watching this show? I don't understand <laughs> what you're picking up on tonight. Everything you're mentioning is like a weird, weird, weird thing to bring up. I do think I was uh, un, not uh, not an important conversation, but let's have it anyway. I do feel like people used to do a lot more sugar in their coffee. I, th- I feel like we've gone away from that for the most part. Uh, I 100% mm. agree. I mean, maybe if you're talking about putting actual sugar in black that, coffee. That is what I'm talking about, yeah. I'm going to say, people are probably putting more sugar than ever in coffee if you count all the, like, sugary Starbucks Definitely. drinks people we've, do. We've just figured out better ways to administer the sugar. Now it's a liquid form. Fair enough. It wouldn't shoot well on TV, though, to just pour in the, the creamer every time. Going back to the episode, was I the only one that when, you know, Frazier was talking to Niles, I saw Roz in the background and I was not sure for a second if they were even going to address her or if she was just going to be in the background? I mean, that would be funny. I yeah. have already established on this uh, podcast that I am awful at noticing things in the background. I did not know Roz was in the scene until she was front and center. And oh, so we, had, we had the exact yeah. opposite. I was pretty focused on the main chat because they kept saying a word... Rob Boyle? I could I tried to listen to it like six times. I couldn't understand what they were saying to each other. I, was, I do not have time for your frob oil. No idea what they were saying. Oh, I I gotta pay closer attention to these episodes. <laughs> it could help. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I'll say I uh, I think it's uh, worth bringing up the 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 Raw storyline. She she's got this little mini scene where she talks to this guy who has been in prison. She seems to think he was in college. Um, this entire setup, it's, it's literally a setup punchline. Like this entire yeah. storyline for Roz is going to be wrapped up in another scene. It's crazy to me that this is so abbreviated. It's literally just, <laughs> let's give her a prison boyfriend for a one, a single joke. Ian, what's yeah. that act? What's that actor's name? He was on Silicon Valley. Oh, I didn't know. Was he? Him. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you think he was one of the main guys? Was he the billionaire no. guy? He was, yeah, he was one of the billionaires. Yeah, I don't think so. You're talking about the triple, triple comma? No, I'll, I'll, you guys keep talking, and I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, so, I, yeah, it, this is one of the benefits of going backwards, right? Is that we know that this isn't going to have any sort of lasting moment. It's, it's barely even going to get time later on, which is interesting. The setup, the, the what they did here was not particularly interesting. It was very clear he was a, a felon. I think they over telegraphed that. Yeah, 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 the 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 kind of misunderstanding joke that she thinks he's talking about college, right. and he's he's clearly not is is not very clever. Yeah, it's like, why did you think he was in college from the way he's talking? But fine, whatever. I would I would have loved to get more time with Roz and the felon. I think that's a great storyline. The felon's character's name is Steve, but in real life, it's Chris Diamkopoulos. He w- he played Russ Hadaman on Silicon Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. I did, man, he looks different. Yeah, he does. That's fun. Well, oh. can we talk about uh, can we talk about uh, Fraser snooping through her purse? Like this yeah, is just another in a long line already uh, of he being a bad guy. Yeah, so we've clearly established he's a horrible human being. Fine, we've really laid the groundwork. He continues that trend in this episode, but again, benefits of starting backwards ends do end up justifying the means. I mean, him and Charlotte get together. All of this homework pays off. Well, sort of. I don't think this very specific homework pays off in this episode, but yes. Yes, I mean, it literally doesn't, but 
you know, he goes for it and he ends, he does end up getting it. Good on you, Frage. I just feel bad for her. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of a, she's a monster too. This episode really makes me not feel bad for her at all. That's fair. Yeah, I agree with you. It does not paint her in a good picture. Well, perhaps uh, part of that picture will be filled out here when the Duke has planned a romantic evening with her and thinks, uh, but she thinks this is just a business dinner. And her boyfriend shows up to latch on and prove himself, frankly, the perfect romantic partner to Fraser. Yeah, so us in the Upside Down, uh, this the restaurant scene was really interesting. It seems like we're going to come back to this restaurant. It feels like it's not the first time we've been here, but it is for us. So it's, it's confusing this relationship he has with the waiter. I don't know how much you have to spend to get the waiter to run out and grab you either pre-purchased flowers or wildflowers. I don't know what's going on there. I have no idea how I would even order that. It's even worse than that. It's not like the waiter did that. He wanted him to send the bus boy. Yeah. Yeah, he He sent his staff which I don't think the waiters can do. I don't think they usually have that power. Also, where are you picking these flowers? Like, what? (laughs) Is that this scene? Because the flower spread ends up being incredible. It it is a scene. But I know we talk a lot that Seattle was not the same, you know, in 2004. But I feel like the flowers were about the same. Yeah, it it does really paint it like they were in the wild. Yeah, They walked outside. He's just on a mountain. Of Seattle. Which it then does back it up uh, when when Two Face shows up and he's like, "Oh, these were all of the flowers from our hike." Yeah, I just kind of assumed we were going to call him Two Face. Yeah, of course, Aaron Eckert yeah. though. So, Aaron great Eckert. seeing him. I was so <laughs> thrilled to see him. He looked so young. I was like, "Wow!" Oh, well, he was. I was. I was. Look, I was looking at his IMDb because I was kind of curious because I yeah. I couldn't remember if he was like a stunt casting situation for the show or if he was just an actor they hired and later he got bigger, but like we're, some of his we're, biggest things were to come. He, he was definitely yeah, oh an yeah. established we're, actor, but we're four years prior to the dark night. He did. Thank you for smoking around then. Like I don't a think year he's after. been in anything else. So yeah. And this is one of the few roles where he plays the good guy, the nice guy. He doesn't always play those roles. So it's nice to see him in that. He looked Exactly like Sean William Scott. Did you guys feel that way? In this episode, yes. Yes, in this episode. I did not think about. that, but I can see where you're getting that from. And he, he had mannerisms similar to him. He plays this weird character where he, he kind of plays dopey and dumb, but is, I think, a smart-ish guy. Clearly, clearly got well, He's some... a scientist. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I wasn't quite sure what his job was. I think I missed that. I can only assume from some of his dialogue later that he is a marine biologist because he keeps talking about uh, working with like sea life. Correct. That's what I wrote down. Marine biologist. Yeah, but I thought like maybe he's you know maybe he's like the assistant to the marine biologist. I don't I don't know what marine I mean, biology roles. There the are. way he the way he behaves throughout the episode, like the dialogue implies he's a marine biologist, but the way he like interacts with people and kind of how he looks. You would think he's just like a beach bomb who like hangs out with the seals. Right, right. It's a weird dichotomy that you don't usually get. But then he is going toe for toe with Frazier on any hoity-toity references. So That's and, true. And he speaks French. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I did like this scene a lot, though. Yeah, I well, I, I really did. Like, like and, and this will come up again and again, but I genuinely thought as he, like, like, the joke is that he did all this prep work to try and impress Charlotte. And it turns out all of that stuff is only interesting to Frank. Right. But honestly, I was like, Frazier, don't fight it. This is your guy. This yeah, is I the know. man you should be with. The Frank Frazier relationship is, uh, it's fun. I like it a lot. 
we also for for us in the upside down, Charlotte playing matchmaker was a fun reveal. Did not expect that to start the show. Oh, that's right. You didn't know what her job was. Yeah. Right. So we had no idea. So yeah. it was an itch and we were excited because we it looks like we're gonna get to see her at least for another episode, possibly two or three at this point, and play a matchmaker, which I don't think is a job anymore, but an interesting one. Well, you know what's interesting? I feel like in a lot of shows, um uh, a character will be introduced and then um you you might really like them and you might hope they'll come back and then when they do come back it's a fun surprise i wonder if in the reverse watch like will it be an obvious introduction where you're like oh this is the last time i'll see her or will it be vague enough that you'll just go through the rest of the series like i wonder if she's gonna pop up i wonder i wonder if she hasn't quite had her first introduction yet yeah, we'll have to keep track of that as the show goes on. I mean, for all I know, Laura Linney is she's there for season one at this point. I thought she was going to get three episodes tops, so she's way outkicked her her episode coverage. I'm excited. We're on episode five. Cool, your jets. <laughs> yeah, I've got her in four episodes, and shockingly, not one of them. <laughs> no wait, three three episodes. Well, we're back at the apartment, and Ross shows up to deliver the punchline to her single joke storyline. Uh, Martin is scolded for planning to propose to Ronnie with a ring he bought for someone else. All right. Should we just get right into the ring debate? Yes. Yeah. Is this above board or is this below board? I, I, I so, think so he Martin, So Martin, yeah. Martin has a used ring. It, he bought it for his previous relationship. Never, never gave it to the person. Yeah. They ended up not working out somehow. Is this ring still good to give to other people? I think it entirely depends on who you're giving it to. Like, if you're giving it to Daphne or Roz, clearly those are women who want a ring picked out specific for them. They they were clearly offended by the idea that he would do this. But Martin isn't getting a ring for either of them. He's getting them for Nina Van Horn, who, from what we've seen so far, is way too chill to give a fuck where the ring came from. Yes, this is the first time we've seen her care about anything. Is that she wants to be stopped? She wants to stop being called Little Cupid. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that's the only. That's the only agency we've seen her have. Is just please stop calling me that weird nickname you've come up with. Um, (laughs) We're we're skipping around a little bit, but that's cool. Ronnie, Ronnie is her character's name. Not that you guys are ever going to call her Ronnie. She's never been called it. Why? I don't have to refer to her. The record, I called her Ronnie like two seconds ago. No, you said Wendy Malik. I did. No, I've, I've not said Nina, 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 Nina Van Horn. <laughs> I oh, said Nina, Nina Van Horn, Horn, but I also said Ronnie when I was reading my little bit because I wrote. Oh, Ronnie. Yeah, I got you, dog. In the same scene, the Duke reveals that he has been seeing Charlotte and Frank on a regular basis, and uh, he is convinced he's making headway. Charlotte then bursts his bubble with an elevator makeout sesh. So he's hell of a third wheel, like way harder of a third wheel than I was expecting him to go. It continues to be crazy that we know that this will end up working out for him. Under no circumstance would you ever have guessed that. Yeah, you would have had a really different reaction, I feel like, if you watched it in the actual order. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you watching it and knowing what happens has to really change that experience for you. It does. Yeah, it really does. um, it, It really does flavor the scene very differently, where you're just like, oh, this will work out for him. He just has to get through romance with frank well and you know what fraser is in it for he wants to be with charlotte he's willing to put in the time with frank to get there and you know what frank's in it for he uh hates charlotte but loves fraser what is she getting out of this like why does she want to have fraser hanging like either fraser's a third wheel and it's weird i mean the only thing i can no, think is, is like mate this is easy frank and, 
Frank and Fraser have an emotional connection. Charlotte and Frank have a physical connection. But what does she get out of Fraser being there? She doesn't have to spend any emotional energy on Frank. Oh, I, that makes sense. Yeah, like when he's like harping about like Irish poetry, she can just like play on her phone and let yeah, him she can just and Fraser and talk about, and worry about moving to Chicago. Oh, it makes so much sense. It's 2004. She probably wasn't playing on her phone too much. That's true. She probably had Snake. It's it's like when we talk <laughs> on her Nokia. You, you just yeah. fade out. You're just she just isn't paying attention to anything they're talking about. Exactly. All right. Well, Charlotte leaves the Duke's apartment in a seeming walk of shame. However, inside, Frank is cuddled up to his soulmate, Frage. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought it was, even though I've seen this episode recently, I still thought it was so funny. I don't know why. I thought it was just funny. It, so it is funny. Definitely. It, sh- it shouldn't be. It should be stupid, but it wasn't. So, so the way that Frank passes out, or the way that I think does Frazier pass out on Frank or does Frank pass out on Frazier? I think Frazier? Frank is passed out on Frazier. Correct. Yeah. Either way, it impl- the way that it looks, it implies that Frazier sat between the two of them mm-hmm. for the movie, which is incredibly awkward. Even if you guys are really close buddies, like three people. I on know. That I, tiny I, couch. I might. I'd have to go back, but I, my recollection was that uh, Frazier was sitting on an end and Frank was leaning against him from the middle. Let's say that's true. Still a super weird setup. Like that is three people on a very small couch. And we know mm. there's another chair there, and it's just sitting there asking to be used. That's fair. Also, did they drink, or did they just pass out like that from from a rousing movie? I thought when they walked in, she had a bottle of champagne, didn't she? And That's I thought not they drank to that. get you to pass out on another person, especially if you guys are sporting it. She also, like when she leaves, which I love, by the way, that she's like, I'm out of here. I'm not waking right. them up. I'm not dealing with them. Have fun. I'm out. But she has like messed up hair, which like implied by Wendy Malik is... Uh, oh, this is, you know, clearly bedhead, like she fucked somebody and is leaving. But it's uh, very clear that's not what happened. So did she, like, is that just from her falling asleep on the couch and then she woke up? Or like, why is her hair a mess? She must have passed out on the couch, had a horrible dream. Frazier gets in the way. She's like rubbing into his elbow. And then she's like, oh, I should leave. (laughs) I have no idea. I feel like, and I I just want to bring this up because I feel like this is one of those jokes that I don't think is... I think there's a wrong way to take this joke. I feel like there's a way to view this joke as sort of homophobic. Like, oh, the joke is that Frasier would be like sleeping next to a man. Like, isn't that gay? Like, and I feel like in 2004, that would totally be a joke a sitcom would make. But I genuinely think the joke has nothing to do with them both being men. I think the joke is that he wants to be with this woman and winds up falling asleep next to her boyfriend. Like, it's just the relationship joke. Yeah, I think they play this. They play this pretty tastefully, which is interesting. You're right; they should be hitting the homophobe cards pretty hard at this at this year, and they're it's, not. It, Credit to them. It is built to make Frazier look like uh, a miserable, uh, lonely person, and you know, conniving. Well done. I don't. He doesn't scream lonely to me. He screams like he's gonna go after it. Doesn't matter what it takes. It just makes him seem like a terrible person. It doesn't make it doesn't scream lonely to me. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like this this episode he he does seem, I, I suppose, a little desperate to to do to take any in like embarrassment to be with this woman. But also, like, I, I think it mostly just means he's bad at this. Like he he keeps trying, and he's only getting close to Frank. Yeah. I think it's one of those things, though, where you, when you really set your heart on something, you kind of like lose focus on, you get tunnel vision and lose focus on everything else. 
So I don't even know. I still don't know if he's ever interested in Charlotte. But I, at this point, I think he just wants to win the battle. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, we... we uh, I we only see it the we don't see like a happy relationship. We don't get to see Frazier in a in a really stable long term relationship. We end the show with the suggestion that he's going to get that with this woman who's really great for him. Like that's what the show is setting up. But because everything we've seen near the end of our seeing them together, their relationship does not seem like one that like, like it may just be that he likes her because she's unattainable. And now that he's presumably going to get her, he may just lose interest again. Yeah. They have like two more dates tops when he gets to Chicago. Well, we get our title card, the Lord of the ring. This is our second title card. You didn't call it the first one. Oh, I only saw this one. There was another title card. There was another one. Yeah. It's like menage a or something like that. Oh, you're right. I did see that. I didn't write it down. Well, Martin shows off the new ring that he bought for Nina Van Horn. And then he proposes to her with the least buildup and least fanfare I've ever seen on television. Okay, wait. I think this is a spoiler. I don't know. I didn't think that was the proposal. I thought that they have already proposed and he was just giving her a ring. That's that's how I took it as as well. I did not think it was an actual proposal. I, I, I think we should make the assumption that he proposed without a ring. Is kind yeah. of that, I wait, oh, I didn't get that at all. Because, like, it, de- it definitely, I mean, obviously he was giving her the ring, but I just assumed because he was giving her the ring that, like, I, I just associate that with a proposal. No, he said in the, in the yeah, other scene, he said, I finally got her a ring. And I took that as, like, he proposed yeah. he didn't have a ring. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that, I didn't think that meant that he had already proposed. I thought that just meant he had been planning to propose and had to get a ring. No, that's that's yeah. the proposal isn't giving someone a ring. The proposal just shows that you've been proposed to. Agreed. Sorry, what? You can be engaged <laughs> without an engagement ring. That's no, I, get that. I know that. I know that that can happen. Do I you? just, I, I, I just the way it was played in this episode. Because again, we haven't seen what came before, and maybe I will be very much wrong about this. The way it read to me was as a not a very good one, but as a proposal. Like I, her reaction struck me. As she thought, I mean, I guess she didn't say yes. She just like was excited about the ring. Yeah. But she said um, something like, "Ooh, finally, hardware or something like that." I think this is just another example of Curtis not picking up on anything in the show. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just like I, Martin's the man. How do you not love Martin? Like he just—he's he, so smooth with everything. I have so little love for Martin right now. Oh, I, think I that's love it. Going to change, but that's interesting. I, well, we don't get. We it, haven't got a lot out of him. In, okay, in, in I was going to so ask: is it, is it a a lack of Martin like like exposure, or is it because there's something he's doing you don't like? I mean, I think he's had like six lines so far, so we, we just haven't had much time. He hasn't done a lot of. I'm sure he's got bits to come, but we haven't hit many of them so far. He's just encouraged Fraser to be a terrible person, so bad dad, and that's about all the notes I have. Well, I'm a big fan of how Nina Van Horn just announces, like, "Well, I've got Cheeto fingers, so I better yeah. go wash up." That was funny. Oh, I I missed that. I was like, "Why isn't she wearing the ring?" Cheeto fingers is a hilarious reason. That well, I feel like that's a bigger like miss than not catching yeah. the the details about whether it was a proposal or just a ring getting. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I I I mean, I I don't think Cheeto dust is getting in the way. Well, presumably it would wash off of a ring. Yeah, I mean, you get maybe a little tiny bit on the inside, which would really just help Martin's 
smarting out here. Well, and and this is the scene where we learn. We we kind of jumped ahead before, but this is the scene where we learn it was originally meant for a rapper called Little Cupid. Little Cupid, <laughs> not little. And little Cupid. Little Cupid, and little it's, Cupid. it's it's a toe ring, which I also love. <laughs> yeah, his, his delivery of that, like his pure glee for that, was pretty funny. Are police auctions a real thing? I, they definitely don't auction off toe rings. And again, we'll we'll get to that later, but. The later scene doesn't happen under any circumstance. Yeah, that that did seem like a fever dream, but we will get to that. But in this scene, uh, so so we've decided that it uh, did. We decide is it okay to give a used ring? I think we said ultimately, yeah. Uh, not yes or no. Just it depends on who you're giving it to. That's my take. It doesn't matter which side you land on, though. It's clearly you don't give a police auction auction toe ring to someone. That's definitely not a good engagement again, ring. Again, I completely disagree. From everything I've seen working backwards so far from Nina Van Horn, I think this was... I don't think she could have asked for a better ring. I think this is... It's got a weird inscription. It's meant <laughs> to be a toe ring. Uh, she got it at a police auction uh, by selling uh, a ring meant for another woman. Um, this is an insane way to get a ring. And I think she would be like, as soon as she finds out, and I'm certain she will find the full story at some point, I think she will be just, she'll love it even more. Yeah. I think she'll have a laugh. It would be crazy to have a toe ring with a jewel on it, right? Her toe rings, just the band. You officially know more about toe rings than me. Yeah. Well, you, just would, a, you would just put them in a shoe a lot of times, I think. Shockingly, right? I don't think you're no, putting no, no. on toe jewelry to, to cover your shoe up with a sock. No, you oh, wear you, you wear it with sandals and stuff. But yeah. surprisingly, I've never worn a toe ring. It does seem like something I would do. Yeah, but I don't I believe not. that at all. No, I really have not. You've purchased some. You just haven't got the courage to wear them out yet. No, but if we ever do a live episode of the show and we film, I'll wear my earring in my ear. Which you don't have. No, I do. I have my ears pierced. You've said that before. <laughs> it is. Oh, I did. <laughs> so, so back to the scene. Martin is just so proud of himself for buying this ring. It clearly explains why Fraser's such a monster of a person. <laughs> you can just see the father-son connection right there. So wait, wait, explain that further. What do you mean? Martin is so delighted that he bought a toe ring and knows that he's basically grifting Nina Van Horn. Like, you can just oh. see the glee on his face. You're like, this is such a move Frazier would do. See, again, I don't know that I read that as... No, uh, I didn't either. I, yeah, I didn't I read did that as he's excited to get one over on somebody. I thought he was excited because it's such a ridiculous thing to get. Yeah, I think he thought it was funny that he was doing like, that. Like, I think he probably yeah. thought it was a genuinely nice-looking ring. And obviously, everybody agrees it's a beautiful ring. Everybody, even the stuffy Niles is very excited about the ring only when they find out the story behind the ring are they put off by it and i think he's so i think he genuinely thought he found something that would be nice but then when he found like oh this is nice but also ridiculous i think he just get it makes him laugh that's how i took it as too yeah he likes the story he likes this funny story all right so next up frank catches charlotte and the duke at a romantic dinner and charlotte picks a fight with frank who picks the duke to console him uh, this is this is where we learn Charlotte's just a horrible person. She's in the wrong the whole way. And Two Face is the best person. Two Face is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome in this. Like she immediately starts out being in the wrong. She's already having a weird date and getting her neck rubbed from a different guy. He shows up and she's like, "It's like, oh, cool, you guys are here." And she's like, "Why are you? Why would you question me? What are you doing? Why wouldn't you call ahead to come over?" He's like, "What? What?" She ruined his his massage from Fraser. Right. Yeah, right. She makes him stop Fraser giving Frank a massage. Terrible person. Yeah, and she definitely it definitely like it th- there has been really no indication we've been given so far, at least in this episode, 
to suggest that Frank is kind of wearing on her. Like she hasn't shown a lot of like frustration with him or expressed anything. She goes from perfectly fine zero to yelling at him 60 in like a second because he showed up at her door just instantly. (laughs) Like, how dare you? Why are you here? She's like, I'm dating you. I don't, What's the problem? I like he he kept calling the humpback whales his friends, and I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see him being close with the whales. I love how hurt he like in his voice. He genuinely sounds hurt that she never yeah. asked about his friends who are <laughs> yeah. humpback whales. Yes, which is more evident. She's a bad girlfriend and a bad person. Oh, a hundred percent. She does. She does not care about him at all. No, which is true with Frazier too. But she, it's very clear she doesn't give a, a one iota of what Frank's got going on at any point in time. Yeah, really, nothing we've seen of her indicates that she cares for Frazier either. Like. She's she she's clearly done with this relationship with Frank long before they break up. And yeah, sure. she was just kind of sticking it out because she had nothing better to do. And I think w- what's sad is like the, the implication at the last episode is that he's going off to this wonderful new relationship. But it's clear from from everything we've seen, she has no real interest in being with Frazier, but she'll probably string him along for a while until something better comes along. Yes, 100%. Yep. So Frank gets kicked out. Uh, she kicks Frank out, of course. Of course, that's what you're going to do. Not kick out Frazier. How much would you guys love to have seen the Frazier Frank hang? Oh my god! Oh, I'm, I'm they, very that should have been like that. an extra episode. Yeah, sure. we were robbed. Yeah, hundred percent. If it was like five years later, it probably would have been. Remember, they used to have webisodes for shows. That could have been like a webisode. Oh, that'd be a great webisode. And you know, yeah. I feel like I feel like from what we've seen, like the entire episode would be like Frazier really annoyed that he's spending time with Frank, really trying to get away, but he can't quite leave. Because A, Frank is so nice, and it's impossible to be mean to him. But also, I feel like Frank would keep bringing up, like, literature and, like, caviar and, like, things that Frazier's really into, and he would just get sucked into the conversation. Yep. Well, in the end, the Duke returns to confess his romantic intentions to Charlotte. And she's wine drunk, so she forgets he's awful, and so they make whoopee. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. No, they just, uh, no, Frazier just got caught in the rain. <laughs> you, oh, you guys think they did it? Oh. Well, I, uh, should we jump ahead to the next morning? Yeah, we might as well, yeah. The next morning, the Duke oh, sorry. delivers. Oh, yes. Wait, 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 real quick. I, the storing, storing the bottle of wine underneath the pillows was a strange move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's another one of those jokes that is like the misunderstanding joke. She says she's uncomfortable, which of course he thinks means get your face off of my face but 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 all she meant was uh there's a bottle i left in behind a pillow jabbing yeah. in my back like yeah there's no reason for that to be there and also no reason for her to phrase let me move this wine bottle as you're making me uncomfortable fraser yeah correct how did you not know i was sitting on a wine bottle when you walked in the door how dare you uh, that, was, uh, that was great so the next morning the duke delivers coffee in bed and she expresses understandable regret about sleeping with him, but quickly recants, claiming it was a joke. Yeah, bad joke. Classic. Bad joke. Not, Classic joke. Not a fan of that joke. I was like, seriously? If that is absolutely... If, if that was a genuine joke, and, and it's played like it was, maybe the worst thing you can say to somebody the minute you slept with them, like, that is not the time for... Especially somebody as secure as Frazier seems to be. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't say that to somebody. Not okay. And, and I don't think that joke would be made today on TV. I do not think that joke would be made. I stand by that I don't really think it was a joke. I think she had a very <laughs> genuine reaction. 
and saw how oh, hurt she made him and was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. And just to be like a people pleaser, I think she was just like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't oh, completely I regret that. everything that happened last night that only happened because I was wine drunk. That's absolutely part of my headcanon now. That's great. Oh, that makes it way better. Because this just makes her seem like a monster, which is, I mean, she is, but we don't need any more evidence of that. Well, we continue the scene with Frank returning and Charlotte officially breaks up with him. She reveals to the audience, but not to Frazier, that she is moving to Chicago. Frank says goodbye to Frazier, closing the door on a happy romantic ending for this series. We won't get it because Frank is leaving. Yeah, Ryan, what did, you, what did you think of this as someone who's watched it backwards and knows how it ends? Oh, I thought Frank really needs a rabies shot. I think he said he punched a uh, raccoon. Yeah, that was awesome. That, that, that's the one line that kind of uh, questions the, the theory we've proposed that he's a great guy. Like, <laughs> what kind of an animal? You would think he'd be an animal lover because he, yeah. he's a marine biologist, but he's punching raccoon? It definitely improves the he's a hobo theory, but it does not improve the he's a good guy theory. Another yeah. another scene I would like to see. I would have liked to see that scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, if we just did a quick cut to that yeah. and then cut back to the apartment, that'd be great. Why aren't we watching um, a show so- called Frank? <laughs> good, que- good question. That was Instead of getting the Joey spinoff, we should have got the Frank spinoff. <laughs> so this was a weird scene for us in the Upside Down, wasn't it? Where you just go, yeah, I know this information. I'm surprised we learned it here. Yeah. Uh, so you could, they kind of sit on that for a couple episodes before Frazier finds out. It doesn't really weigh on the story too much, but it's it's a weird time to learn that info. I forget what did she 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 told him she was moving to Chicago she in told, the she in told the, Frank she was moving to Chicago. Yeah, yeah but, but it's saying next in, next episode. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm getting them crossed then. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's still weird to learn that at the end of this episode, and then we go till the end of next episode when she. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. No, it's early. Sorry. Yeah. She. It is early. She ends this episode. episode telling Frank, and she begins the next episode telling Frazier. I think you're getting confused because instead of watching it in I order, get confused. When she watched it in order. It's like episode ends. She tells Frank very next moment that you see in the very next episode. She tells Frazier. But in your mind, she almost two episodes ago told Frazier. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely losing it. <laughs> I've got to start. I've got to. I got to get a, a. What do they call? It? I got to get a corkboard up and put strings <laughs> so I know what everyone's doing. Oh my god! No, I think this uh, is the best. Like that. That is another gem that this podcast has provided the world. That 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 misunderstanding of what is going on can happen. Oh, I'm so confused. Uh, okay. So it is, it, okay, then it's weird to do that in two episodes back to back. How about that? Like we we share the same information over again, kind of needlessly, since this is the last we see of Frank. That is interesting because I feel like um, you're, you're kind of right that, of course, she has to have the exact same conversation with two different people. But I, she did kind of have, like she gave the same exposition to to two different episodes of the show. Yeah, yeah and, and apparently in close order, but who knows that? Uh, yeah, it's weird. Weird choice, but fine. This was this was like a reveal that ends up not being a reveal for me, so very interesting. Uh, I was I was mad that Frank didn't get a, like a punch to the face on Frasier. I know that there's still a world where they can have a happier relationship, but I'm not rooting for that. I wanted to see the punch to the face. Wait, wait, who did you want? You wanted Frank to punch Frasier? Yeah, obviously. Why would... Why would Fraser punch Frank? He's the one ruining his life. I actually, I actually much prefer the ending where, because obviously Charlotte's bad for Frank, so I don't feel bad that they're they're over. But I like the idea that Frank gets to walk away going, 
that Frazier is a good guy. He was really yeah. nice. Like he doesn't get hurt by oh, Frazier. He, he walks away feeling only Charlotte is the worst. I mean, that the emotional cut would that would hurt harder. He would definitely be more devastated over Frazier. Oh, oh God! If if he found out what Frazier had been doing that whole time, that the entire relationship he had with Frazier was a lie. Oh, it would be cutting. Uh, Brad, we need another webisode. Exactly. We'll work on that. Two thousand eight. Well, the Duke plays this out with Martin and Nina Van Horn celebrating their engagement at a restaurant. Little Cupid comes in and spies his ring. Martin quickly covers by holding her hand. It was a funny gag. Funny gag there. But to to your point earlier, uh, Ryan, that is (laughs) not something that could have possibly happened. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we have to assume Little Cupid got arrested. How is he going to the same restaurant as Frasier, for one? But two, (laughs) I know that we know Nina Van Horn loves this ring. But you would notice a giant dude standing over staring you down. I don't care how into the ring you are. (laughs) She makes no indication that there's a guy looming over her. Also, I I mean, the ring, I I don't know. We didn't see the ring. We don't know how distinctive it is to look at. But it's a ring. If you're walking through life and you wander into a restaurant, are you really going to spy a small ring on a woman's hand and clock it enough to be like, that's my fucking toe ring? There's got to be like, a blue or green gems like on the side or something, some sort of indication that it's not just a diamond ring. Yeah. Either way, there's no way you're IDing it. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our, our overall recap of the episode. Brad, I'm curious, was this a good episode? Yeah, I actually really liked this episode. I thought it was funny. It was it fast paced. Big fan of that episode. Um Curtis, what did you think? I am starting to strangely feel less like I'm watching the show in the wrong order. So First few episodes, it really felt like this is weird. Like they're clearly wrapping things up and I haven't seen what they're wrapping up. And I know the characters from a previous rewatch, but now we're, we're a few episodes in and a lot of it is, is frankly kind of, I mean, it's episodic, but it's kind of ongoing storylines. And I gotta say, I did not feel out of place uh, through this. It almost is starting to feel like this is how it was supposed to be watched. And for that reason, I loved it. Great. Did you did you actually like the episode though? I I think uh, I I think the humor itself was middling. I think the 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 storyline was. I, I really like Frank. I mean, I really like Frank, but I, I would say on its own merits, probably not my favorite. Not not even that great. But um, in the context of this rewatch, I think it was shockingly good yeah and ryan what did you think of it yeah uh so i thought uh, they did my boy frank dirty they did him real dirty i hated that i grew in an emotional attachment to him i'm with you 100 percent, brad yeah this they told a good story i was invested i'm in this is my favorite episode by far i'm giving it a nine yeah i agree with you too curtis this, we're watching it in the right order to understand that fraser's a monster frank's the hero we should have stopped the show on this episode goodness said it better Well, now on to a new segment. Let's celebrate the introduction and send-off of Charlotte's boyfriend, Frank. His best friends are humpback whales, so we are going to have a whale song competition. It's Aaron Eckhart location. Oh, that's fun. Each of us will do our best to recreate whale songs. The best song wins a 2004 Subaru Baja. I, I, we have to hear Brad's first. Oh, I was hoping I wasn't going to go first, but fine, I'll go first. You're definitely going first. I'll go first. Ma- Boom, 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 
Oh, so that's what you guys meant by whale song. I, I, well, we're going to get, we're going to end on whatever you're going to do. Cause okay. That sounded vaguely whale song to me. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Really want to win that car. Go for the car, buddy. (laughs) Did you stop or did you fade out of the mic? Kind of both. Okay. I, uh, I wrote a song about a whale. Right. Oh, you you took it as a human <laughs> lyric song, not whale song. <laughs> yeah. You said let's have a whale oh song. My God. Said, oh my I know what that means. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Ryan. It's, I have to remember how it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. I was in a different headspace when I wrote this. So the tune's gonna be slightly off, but uh, brace yourselves. Well, what would you do if you got to Peru but couldn't remember what you've seen? Would you turn around back to your hometown to help remember where you've been? Well, why do we stare at the ocean? Well, are what are we hoping to see? Can we really say a whale would make our day? Or are we broke from psychiatry? Amazing. I, uh, I almost threw up trying to hold back laughter so you could do that without <laughs> getting interrupted. Yeah, I had a hard time with that one too. Oh. That was that was pretty amazing. Oh Ryan. my god, <laughs> my whale song. Oh my god, I I got I got news, buddy. You are getting a Subaru Baja. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to write a song while you're also singing "Pete the Cat" to your daughter? Uh, that is an experience I simply don't have. I I didn't think I was going to have one either, but here we are. Oh my gosh, that. I mean, I when when we came up with the idea of a whale song bit, I was like, man, we're a handful of episodes in. We're already out of ideas for how to how to have segments for this show. This is a really dumb thing. <laughs> we even moved it. We were going to do it at the top of the show and moved it to the bottom because, like, at least people have heard the recap. If this is stupid and annoying, they can just be done. They won't turn off the whole episode and never listen again. But holy crap, that punchline of youth i just want to make it clear to anybody listening that was not a pre-approved bit like we all i thought we were getting three moans into the microphone for sure i thought that's what we were doing and that he wrote and produced future grammy winning children's song i brian you better tell us what is going to be happening on next week when we cover the previous episode it's season 11 episode 19 miss right now i kind of feel like i've done enough but anyway here's our prediction for next episode fraser and charlotte continue their budding working friend relationship fraser meets the boyfriend frank who is actually perfect he has no business being on this show and yet here he is being perfect fraser can't stand him Martin, ringless and without any particular charm, proposes to just shoot me, lady. It's hard to imagine a gesture being in any way romantic. It is probably after he trips and falls on top of her. He loves that she doesn't berate him or something. Niles and Daphne continue to exist. That's really all they're doing so far, huh? Pretty much. Well, that will do it for us. Thanks to Ken McLeod for our theme music, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For myself, Ryan, and Brad... Good morning, Branson. I hate you. I uh, I wrote a song about a whale.
Well, what would you do if you got to Peru but couldn't remember what you've seen? Would you turn around back to your hometown to help remember where you've been? Well, why do we stare at the ocean? Well, are, what are we hoping to see? Can we really say a whale would make our day? Or are we broke from psychiatry?